Good day, everyone, and welcome to Indie Mixtape. Uh, my name is Ty, and joining me today is not my precious co-host, Monty, but instead, my good friend, Grace. Hello! Hello! <laughs> we said at the same time. Hello, I'm Grace. <laughs> I write about video games on UppercutCrit.com. And that's it. Nowhere else. <laughs> nowhere, nowhere else. <laughs> well, I kind of, I don't know, I, I have like three pieces coming out for you this month so yeah that's true um yeah grace is grace does our killing our gods column and she also is very cool and fun and yeah today we're gonna talk about some indie video games it's been a fucking hot second but we're gonna do it yeah as as well we should i think i don't know i don't know about you ty but i've got some bangers um i have some games (laughs) 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 all right all right let's get into it let's go uh let's you're the guest grace so would you like to go first yeah sure uh so i brought i brought three games and only only one of them came out recently um because i am that bitch um (laughs) the first one is uh everything is going to be okay it's important that you spell it in all caps um this is a game by Alien Melon, uh, aka Natalie Lawhead, who also has done, um, like I think their their most recent thing is Electric Zine Maker, yeah, sort of like a open source uh, zine maker, which is really cool. I would like to do something with it sometime. I've, like, I've used to make it a zine for years. Yeah, yeah, I made the uppercut zine with it. Oh right, I forgot. It's <laughs> terrible. I forgot about the uppercut zine. How uh, dare that's you! I, I worked very hard on that. For- I I I'm sure it's rad as hell. This is not a yeah. No, it's not um, that. It's not that special. It's mostly just articles because I was like, yeah, that was fine. We're trying. No, it's. I think. I think. Uh, and I think this is in the spirit of the tool because it's about sort of like making something physical, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's there's something nice to have a physical thing of stuff that's like all digital right yeah um but everything is going to be okay is a dark comedy um desktop interface so a dark comedy desktop (laughs) interface is what you just said okay that is what i just said yes so i just wanted to make sure that i hadn't like (laughs) missed Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, that's Go the thing on. is it's kind of, and I think it's one of the things that's really great about it is it's very floaty in terms of like um, form, because it's I I think yeah like downloadable zine is a terminology that uh uses, but there's also like gamey stuff. There's personal essays in it. Um. So basically, the format is there's like a you have like a desk like straight up you open it up and there's a desktop with a bunch of icons on it. Mm-hmm. You know, and you click on stuff and basically it's like. Every icon is like a little skit or something. Um, this is like a very bad comparison, but I basically it's all about like these little creatures having a terrible time, <laughs> having a really bad time. <laughs> um, so I like it's uh, so like they're the one that I that I think about a lot that I remember is this one where this this little body creature is like sawn in half. 
and is like screaming for help, right? And then all the people are like, "Oh, like you're going through something so hard. Like you're so valid." <laughs> and he's like, "I need help. I need. I need like some, you know." And they're like, "Oh, you're so brave." <laughs> and, st- and that's sort of the. It's like the, the it's like the it. fucking meme yeah. where it's like the person drowning, reaching out for help, and then the person gives them the high five. <laughs> but, yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, so it's sort of a it's 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 kind of a game about like internet relationships, about like how we sort of talk about and deal with trauma on the internet and how we sort of like infantilize it almost like mm-hmm. um and the thing is it's it's very like funny and like kind of you know like disturbing and unsettling and i guess it's also worth noting here that like it's very the aesthetics really glitched out and like there's lots of like flashing lights and stuff so if that's something that's a problem for you um you know proceed with caution um but and it also does a lot of like actually i could probably pull up um, it does a lot of like you interact with it, so like you make, um, yeah. So I have a PDF of my killer talk. Uh, <laughs> um, we're gonna look at this here. What what is my killer talk? <laughs> yeah. So, so it's just like you make a PowerPoint. I think this is like the same one. You make a PowerPoint for all these people who are trying to, um, you know, uh be like you're so valid (laughs) (laughs) and um anyway so i yeah so i my my powerpoint is entitled how to live properly you dumb bitch uh i like it yeah well this is kind of powerpoint i would make (laughs) yes yeah yeah so like the thing is i think it encourages this kind of like um because it, it asks you to interact with it right like it's not um but it's in a way that is very like personal. And so like I, in this PowerPoint, I like talk about, you know, like not liking my daytime job and like having trouble getting up on time and stuff like that. Right. Because it it feels like it's kind of encouraging you to sort of think through and like work through some of those things. Mm -hmm. I mean, because it's so like, there's a, there's an honesty to its humor, right. That there's like, there's something funny, but it's also like really disturbing. And then there's kind of, I think, really great moments where basically it, it like, turns into a sort of a personal essay and just, like, speaks directly to you. And it's just like, hey, this is, like, what, this is what this game is about. This is what it's writing, like, what I'm writing about and, like, trying to sort of, like, work through things that I've been through. Um, Right. Um, Anyway, I think it's, it's really cool. I think it's, I think it's, like, an essential, I mean, I mean, you know. It's uh, kind of a weird, like, yeah, like, I think they themselves sort of struggle calling it a game, um, even though it's definitely, like, playing in that, in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it's like, like maybe, I think, maybe more of an interactive fiction type deal. Kind of, yeah. Or the thing is, it's, 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 it's very, like, autobiographical, like, even though there's all these, like, wacky hijinks and stuff, it's very, mm-hmm. like reflective or metaphorical of like real things that are going on right like and i I think we see this like a lot on on twitter.com or things like that where it's like and you know part of this is because it's difficult to like help people if they live far away or if you don't have material means right but like i think there is a lot of like people who are really having trouble and suffering and (laughs) all we can really do is be like you're valid (laughs) like it's you know (laughs) like it's that's hard (laughs) right and sort of trying to deal with like the fact that despite that we don't really have the tools or like systems of accountability to make it a commute to make games or like 
software development and these kind of things communities they are still communities and we have to like reckon with that and like try and like build systems of support and you know things like that um yeah but i think it's i don't know i think it's kind of essential uh playing slash reading slash making <laughs> um <laughs> in uh it's sort of yeah so it was, i played it this year for the first time i think it came out in 2014 i want to say um maybe 2017 um yes 2017 october 18th 2017 um anyway but natalie had also just does really cool like uh their blog is really great they've written a lot about like sort of alt games and like small materials and i think that game is very like this this uh zine is very like emblematic of that kind of experience it feels very like grounded and glitched together in a way that's reflective of both like how it was made and also like what it's trying to articulate hell yeah yeah it's good as hell uh so we alternate do you want to tell me about one of your games here yeah so my first game is called uh pixel puzzle makeout league and it is developed by rude ghost and it was published by skymap games and it's essentially like so it's a picross game um yeah are you familiar with the picross games i'm i've never played a picross game but i like know you, you make a little picture with math kind of yeah, yeah 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 that's basically it um yeah. so as you might have guessed i don't love these um <laughs> because guess... on account of the math um <laughs> i i did play uh murder by numbers was my first picross game um and right, i like that yes. game it was cute and i do like mystery solving but yeah i just don't really care for the number shit um and pixel puzzle makeout league is also that but it's basically like you play as a character who is a superhero whose power is basically like seeing picross puzzles and like analyzing the world through them it's very strange um Hmm. but it's like it's it's a superhero picross dating sim type deal Um, right okay yeah yeah and it's it's very like cheesy for like purposefully um it's like it definitely knows what it's doing is like very silly and it's like leaning into that pretty heavily. Um and yeah, it's it's mostly not my thing just because the Picross stuff is not really my thing, but like it's cute. Um and I think a lot of people who like enjoy like dating sims and stuff like that would probably really like it if you're into like Picross. Yeah. Um I think I think it was interesting like precedent i mean like just like weird stuff too but like in trying to like systematize dating stuff yeah um, and not just in like the like rpg stats way but in the like i'm playing a puzzle game or like doing something Mm -hmm. like that right yeah Um, i like it it's interesting it's one of the things that i thought was interesting about monster prom too even though that game has like so many problems but the idea of like competitive dating sim is very interesting to me yeah Um, and Mm. this is kind of it's it's not that exact concept but it's like you know messing around with that genre in different ways right Um, and i think think that part of it's interesting i'm trying to remember what this game is called but i know um anita freeman uh former developer at fulbright and um uh developer of sabi i like 
Sibel, I guess how you pronounce it. Um, I think so. Yeah, she made a game about <laughs> it's basically like it's like a competitive multiplayer racing game. We are trying to be like the first roommate to get home so they can sleep with their partner uninterrupted by anyone else. Because <laughs> um, you're like in a college dorm or whatever, and there's like five other people living in your apartment. Um, anyway, <laughs> so I think I think there's a way to like. And I don't know if this is doing this right, like I haven't played it, but I think there's sort of an interesting element where you, you make something like that playful and then you use that to talk about it, right? Um, if that makes sense. Yeah, and it's like, it's, I don't know how much it's doing with all of that, but like it's definitely playing around with it. And it's it's just like something that's very silly and like cute. And if you're looking for something to kind of just like vibe with in that way, I think it's probably a good one for that. Yeah, what I think also, like, I don't know, I feel like people who love Picross, it's, like, insatiable. I don't mean that yeah. in a bad way, but it's, like, there's so yeah, many Picross games. Yeah, no, I think people are, like, like, very into Picross. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I think, you know, if, if this is, like, theming you're into and you also like Picross, it's, like, it seems like a no-brainer. Um, well, uh, I played today. I played uh, Dandelions, which I guess I should I should disclose. Most of these games are... The games I have are like all developed by people I'm at least friendly with on Twitter. Uh and Lotus and I are friends. Um Lotus is written for bullet points and on their own blog. Um But it's a it's a RPG maker game. Um and it's about this young, I mean, you know, heavily implied to be trans uh woman, but sort of still figuring things out. Um who kind of escapes and lives in the woods with this uh non-binary person and is kind of just trying to like figure things out um and it's sort of a linear linear uh linear like storytelling experience and there's a there's like it's fun because there's some like light rpg interface stuff um because all the rpg maker like stuff is there like if you pull up the menu there's like i mean you can't you can't see it but there's like a magic thing that you can click on and stuff um Mm -hmm. But it's really, and I think it actually, it leans into what I really like about um, sort of like 90s RPGs in that it's very um, layered in how it presents story. So it's, it's parts of it are hand-drawn and it's very sort of simple, like sort of faceless uh, people that, I mean, I don't know exactly how it was made. Like it probably was drawn digitally, but it doesn't look like it, right? Like it's very scratchy and stuff. But then they're often like superimposed over photos or especially like kind of like blurry or like faded out, like the focus isn't quite right, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's really a sense of like disjointed um, or sort of like almost like mimetic reality where you're sort of like sifting through memories and exploring like all these different things. And I think it's just really, um, it's really moving really, really smart. Um, it's also, it's like 20 minutes long. <laughs> so that's um, honestly a great pitch in and of itself yeah yes no and like the thing is it um like i just think it does really cool stuff with like space and sort of interacting with like um there's a really cool moment where i mean there's kind of two moments where it like plays with space and like how you're perceiving space where like but one of you know you, the first time you go to this house that this person is living in um it's all photographs right um but then like the dialogue is like imposed on and then the later you come back to the house and it's like a hand-drawn version of it, right? And you're moving through it. And it's like almost like, you know, it's it's becoming home, right? It's becoming a place that's familiar. 
and so it becomes less vivid and more sketched out right like and i think the way the game like because there's not you know there's not a lot of interactivity quote unquote right but it's like you have to think about how you are moving through space and what that movement means in a way that i think is very like it's leaning into sort of this rpg lineage and sort of emphasizing certain parts of it in a way that i think is really really effective and like builds this really compelling sort of short narrative um yeah that sounds dope it's good you should play it i think you would like it um i did uh, i did get lost at one point uh but i don't know if that was like a glitch or something because i was like i can't get out of this room <laughs> so <laughs> um but yeah that's, but it's also just that's me and the entirety of fucking cyberpunk so <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, well, all right well moving on uh, <laughs> uh just to say that like um I think also like it deals with some pretty serious stuff. There's some stuff with familiar abuse and and um, uh, ends of death. That I think tr- transmissia is what it says. I would also say that like there's some depictions of dysphoria, right? Um, but it's very tender, right? And sort of kind of like a lot. You know, it brings up a lot of like uh, sort of global systemic issues and kind of talks about like how do you, what does it mean to try and cultivate oneself and like people around you in a world that is really bad and broken and like that you feel some responsibility towards even though you were small right and i think it has like really i mean very simple but i think very like profound and like material answers to those questions and like that's you know i mean like i just wrote for the site about like disco elysium and about how like that game asks a lot of questions that i think it it both succeeds and fails in answering and i think dandelions is like it's not directly i don't think lotus has played disco Elysium, but like it's a response to some of those issues right in a way that feels more whole and like more like that it gives a really good answer for like what it needs to be alive and live and like be pure for each other right mm-hmm. anyway it's very cool i think it's great um yeah no it sounds good i'm gonna have to try it out um, yeah. I'm hopefully gonna have a little bit of uh breaksy daisy coming up, so Yeah. Well I and mean, hey, it's you know, it's like it's like the length of a Saturday morning cartoon, right? So Which is all my brain can handle. <laughs> Sometimes yeah, I, I I don't know. Anyway. Uh um, I really want to play more small things like this, but my brain has trouble because I get sucked into like I'm gonna play every Final Fantasy or whatever. Yes, we have opposite Uh, brains because my brain says uh, i am basically jelly please please be gentle with me (laughs) yes uh well tell me about your next game i think i'm gonna Uh, have opinions about this but go ahead probably give me one sec i have to let raina out before she screams at me oh okay you don't want a dog to scream at you
Okay, I am back. Hello. Hello. Um, alright. So my next game is Metamorphosis, uh, which is developed by uh, Ovid Games and published by All In Games. And, I mean, it's kind of self-explanatory. It's based on the fucking uh, the story. The novella. Right, yeah. Yeah, the, the Kafka story metamorphosis about the dude waking up and he's a bug. Um, and so, yeah, you you play as this guy named Gregor, and when you wake up, you are a tiny bug, and you have to. Oh, so yeah, already like, a major change because in the book you're a big bug. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a large bug. Yeah, um, yeah, you're a large bug in the story, but in this you're a small bug, and it's like it's kind of like grounded, which is another bug thing that came out this year. Oh yeah, uh huh. Um, in terms of yeah, like the scale, whole, yeah, right. the whole thing is you're like uh, as a bug. The other bugs are kind of like anthropomorphized, um, so they like talk mm. and they kind of have like little hands and like there's um like portraits and stuff and they like have meetings and chalkboards and shit, um, and so you're like navigating through their society and like all in first person view and it's like very surrealist or whatever and you're just like right yeah trying to figure out what the fuck is going on and you know like how to not be a bug anymore <laughs> and it's right. not to be that guy but it is like kind of buggy <laughs> like <it's a> game. <laughs> damn uh wow yeah it doesn't run like super great um sometimes yeah it's also like is, um I don't know. It's games that are like trying to riff directly off of literature. Um, I think sometimes struggle. Yeah. Well, I think it's, I mean, I just played Animal Farm, so I have like firsthand experience of this. Uh, but but this, that's interesting because Animal Farm is like a really literal adaptation. Like, I think it's about as literal as you can get, like, in turning it into a video game, right? Or this is, like, very loose. Yeah, um, this is definitely more, like, it, it's more, it's not quite as, like, seemingly, like, trying to be detached, but it does kind of feel like, you know, the games that, like, are very loosely based on Lovecraft. Right, yeah. Um, which I, I think is maybe an interesting way to go about it. I understand also how you get, like, the idea of, like, being a bug is sort of an interesting way of interacting with the world especially like in, yeah I mean, well especially because they based. do it kind of like it's kind of like if like a bug's life or like ants was like right yeah um what's the, what's the fucking word like supernatural or whatever right okay yeah yeah so that the thing is that's that's like i i just like there i so full disclosure i guess <laughs> metamorphosis <laughs> is like a favorite book of mine like i think it's a banger uh trans canon uh <laughs> all that um and the thing is that that makes that book i think really sharp and compelling and i think that would be not impossible but difficult to translate to a game is like this sort of basically i argue that's that's a book about like capitalist family relationships and like being in this family unit where all of a sudden like you are changed you are non-normative you are not like you can no longer be part of this unit and then like struggling to sort of reincorporate you into the system that cannot accommodate you anymore um 
And so I, I think it's like deeply sad and compelling is like, cause it, it, you know, like obviously it's breaker could be a bug, but there's lots of ways people sort of get alienated. Right. By these kinds of systems, even if like, you know, Gregor's like a good worker, right? He's like, a, mm -hmm. you know, he's like bought in, but it doesn't matter because he's, you know, become something that um, the world rejects, right? And I, I just think that's like such a, it's it's such a rich way of like talking about like labor and, and bigotry and like sort of the the nuclear like normative family unit. There's just a lot happening in that. And yeah, I think and like I just this game is not that. Right. It's Which just is not, not like it's not it's not bad. I don't think it's bad. It's like I would say this is like a very extremely like okay game. Like I have not had a bad time with it. But yeah. it's certainly not that. You know what I mean? Right. Mm -hmm. Which I think might be like frustrating to me, even though that's like I, I, I also like can respect like a, a literary adaptation just going off the the rails right um like you don't you know it doesn't have to resemble uh something like in the book right to be worthwhile so yeah i'd be curious um about it it definitely seems interesting and i, I like the idea of like first person puzzle platforming but you're an ant or whatever yeah you're like um, a weird vaguely anthropomorphic bug yeah i like a little bug I like Hollow Knight. Yeah, they're not as cute as Hollow Knight, though. No, no, I am looking. They're I'm like looking very much right like realistic looking yeah. bugs. <laughs> so if that's not your thing, definitely do not ever play. <laughs> are there any? Uh, are there any spiders? Um, I haven't encountered any that I remember, but I wouldn't rule it out. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I haven't finished it, page. so I'm not sure if they're gonna be down the road. But there's just it's 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 a bug centric game, right? Yeah. Lots so if bugs. bugs are not your jam. I would not play this. But if they are your jam, then I would probably because there's a lot yeah. of bugs. What is your what is your other game? So uh. My last game is Marginalia, um, which is uh, developed by Connor Sherlock and Cameron Kunzelman. Connor Sherlock, uh, I don't know like the full history here, but he's kind of a dev who was around in sort of the early like quote unquote walking simulator days. I think he did a thing on Patreon for a while that was like walking simulator of the month, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, so he would make one a month. Um, and Marginalia is in that tradition. It's a horror game. Um, it's basically about this this person whose partner has been like compiling notes for this book, and then suddenly vanishes to this like this this ghost town. Um, I don't remember somewhere in the continental United States. Um, and um, ba yeah, basically it's like a slow descent into hell. Like you go and you're just <laughs> in this forest. And things just get, like, weirder and weirder as you go down. There's this, like, constant sense of, like, something bad is happening and, like, you know, thing, like, things are going to explode. Um, but it's also very, like, subdued. Like, the whole, the whole story is just, like, told over voiceover um, as you sort of encounter these, like, strange red lamplights in the forest. Um, and then as you, like, sort of move down through. I think it's just really, like... It's a really beautiful and smart one of these 
um it's like a game it, it also is kind of like lightly lovecraftian uh connor sherlock has used um some lovecraftian stuff in previous work his game uh the rapture is here and you'll be forcibly removed from your home has like lovecraft stories in it straight up um <laughs> But the thing is, I think it kind of resists the the like super racist and imperial um stuff because it's kind of about I, I don't know, this is the way I read it, and I'm like would be really interested to see what other people think about this, but like sort of a game about colonialism. Because like the horror of this place is like built from people settling in this valley. Right. And like all these sort of like intersections of like Western power. It's like that's what sort of all the notes that like he's compiling, like the marginalia that makes up the title of the the story is like this, you know, like this this monastic order from this period in, you know, history and this place in Europe, right? Or this like coven of witches and things like that. And like all this sort of like builds to like this this sense of like something is happening and something like bigger than you is happening, but it's all sort of wrapped around and connected to like colonial power directly or indirectly. Um and I just think it's really like smart it's also pretty scary it's very effective i think and just like well written i I think it's i think it's great Um, yeah this also sounds neat (laughs) yeah it's really i think it's really good um and i think i i don't i feel like the raptures here you before you move from your home was like kind of a big deal at some point so if like you've played that and haven't um played this i think you should give it a go I think this version of it that's on itch.io was made in uh, 2017, but it was really developed in 2014. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, I don't know. I think it does some really cool stuff with, like, like it's uncertain whether, because someone's telling you the story, right? And so it's uncertain if you're walking through the woods as the person who is telling the story or if you're someone new coming to the same place, right? There's just some really... Um, and if you're interested, I, I know No Escape... Um, the video game blog wrote sort of a summary and like analysis of it that I think is like pretty good. And so if like you're like interested in what the game is doing and are okay with spoilers, then you can check that out. Um but yeah. Oh yeah. I'm definitely it's gonna good. check that out. It sounds very yeah. good. That sounds very up my alley. Yeah, it's also again, it's like an hour. <laughs> so <laughs> um you know, but yeah, I I and it's I think it's on sale right now with the winter sale, so it's like three sixty U.S. dollars. Oh hell yeah! Um, which is which is a steal, honestly. Like that's that's a it's good, and it's also a game I think that rewards revisitation. Like there's not really variable content, but I think things will hit you different, right, as you sort of revisit it. Um, yeah, it's great stuff. When it, I mean, like I don't I don't think I'm gonna. One of my games of the year, even though, you know, I just played it this year. It didn't come out <laughs> this year. <laughs> new to me. New to me. Uh, it's great. Um, hell yeah. All right, well, you want to tell me about your last game here? Yeah, my last game is a game that I also just started playing today. But I am so fucking into it. Uh, it's called Dicey Dungeons. Um, and it's yeah. been out for a while. I think it came out last year, maybe? I think I think it was late last year. I think that's right, yeah. But the Switch port just came out recently, and I am a Switch bitch, so I right. <laughs> got my Switch today, and it's so fun! It's like, you play, the whole premise is that, like, Lady Luck is, like, kind of this, like, like, 
supervillain, like, cartoony supervillain who, like, brings people onto a game show and turns them into giant anthropomorphic dice. And then, like, right, ba- yes. And then based on their, like, personality traits, they become, like, a fantasy game trope, except that it expands right. into, like, so, like, the first one you get is the warrior, and then the next one is the thief. But then the one after that is a robot, and then the one after that is an <laughs> right. inventor. Um, and so they all have, like, different ways that they play. Um, and, like, you well, have to, uh, basically, like, you get a set number of dice that you can roll, and then you have, like, moves that you can use based on that. So, like, one of them will be, you know, like, oh, you can heal this much damage, but, like, the maximum number you can put in here is three. So you can put right. any dice in there from one to three, and then you'll heal, like, that amount of damage. Or, like, there's similar stuff for, like, all kinds of different attacks and shit. And, like, the more you... The the more complicated the character you have, the more, like, wild shit they can do. Um, and so yeah. then, yeah, you just play through, like, five levels and then fight a boss, and that's the end of an episode. And you have to just, like, keep playing to keep unlocking new characters so you can unlock more episodes, and it's... It's right. fun. I don't know where it's going because the whole premise is these people are supposed to be able to win yeah. like their heart's greatest desire, but it's very clear that like fate has no intention of them winning. So. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's actually like sort of fun thematizing of like roguelikes where it's like you're you're meant to die a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like you're not supposed to win most of the time. Like it's not how the game is designed, and so. There's something kind of, like, clever about, you know, like, literalizing that, right? Yeah, um, I also like that um, the runs are really short. There's only, like, four or five levels before you get to the boss. So, like, mm-hmm. if you're having a hard time learning one, it's not a big deal to, like, keep doing it. And if you happen to, right. like, click with one, like, you can get through pretty fast. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's fun. Sense. It's kind of like if a it's like a deck builder but with dice and I'm yeah having a very have good you, time. Um, have you played any of Terry Cavanaugh's other games? No, um, I have not. Okay. I don't know if you would like uh I think it's I think it's six V's, V V V V V V. Um But that's like that's like a perfect two D two D platformer. Um like it doesn't really sound like this at all. But it's basically it's a game where you like you hit um there's no jump button. You just hit to, like, flip the gravity, basically. So you can go from top to bottom or bottom to top, and the game just, like, keeps iterating and playing with that, right? And, like, you learn sort of new ways to interact with it and, like, how to use it. It's really cool. And that's on Switch, too. Um, that sounds so. very neat and also, like, something that I personally would not have fun yeah. playing. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I I think they also... I'm I'm trying to remember what the other game they made it's called, but it's it's kind of like a rhythm game. Um. Anyway, I don't. I don't remember, but it's it's also out there. Um. So th- I think it's cool that he seems to be kind of moving from genre to genre and being like, "Here, I could just do this really good." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, he seems to so. be kind of in, like invoking a super giant method, which I'm kind of into people doing. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I I think it's I think it's fun when when designer like I I mean I think there's lots of. There's just so many different ways to be an artist and make things. But, like, I think it's cool when designers, like, so quickly, like, switch genres. So, yeah, it's also stylistically really different because both VVV and this other game are really, like, crunchy and pixelated and, like, digital, right? Whereas this is sort of a a warmer, like, hand-drawn quality to it. 
Um, yeah, it kind of looks like um, like some of the animation from like Cartoon Network lately. Yeah, like mm-hmm. like a like an over the garden wall kind of deal. Yeah, no, I, but that's, like I think that's funky good, little dice people. Yeah, and a little less like dank. Yeah, I it's guess, like it, it's it's more know. past. It's I don't want to say pastel, but it's like definitely more saturated as far as color. It's almost like colored pencil, like in yeah. the way it. Yeah, the way the color works. Yeah, which is not a knock against. I think it looks good. Yeah, no, I, it's, I, about... I really, really like it. I, I like everything about it so far. <laughs> yeah, I've been thinking about grabbing it because, like, I mean, it also seems like the perfect Switch game to just be, like, something to poke at with your brain for a little bit. Yeah, you know, I work think that it's incredible. It's also on sale, right, through the rest of the, like, the Switch winter sale or whatever that's happening. Right, 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 it's right. It's, like, 13 okay. bucks right now, I think. Yeah. Hmm. 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 I would like to play more uh, rogue lights and such. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm coming to the realization that like I really like them, but more in the sense of like deck builders and stuff like this, like turn based right. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and that's also the thing is I actually got really into there was a period, I don't know if they're doing this anymore because I've like long hopped off the Hearthstone train, but there was a period where they were doing sort of like roguelike single player stuff that had deck building and i was like really into that and but i've never played like slay the spire or, or like monster train or any of these games that are like doing that stuff and so i should like check it out because monster train fucking um, slaps yeah um i don't like slay the spire because it's ugly yeah i that's been the barrier for me too honestly um i do respect that it's like and maybe i don't know because it's kind of going for something different like i do like that it's not it's not like sword and sorcery visually right um like yeah, no, like I believe watching... that it's a very good type of this kind of game. I yeah. just don't like to look at it, so I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I've been also curious. I played NetHack back in the day, which is like like a, a real ass roguelike, you know, like you're a little at symbol and everything is, you know, ASCII keys and stuff. Um, and that's uh, that's a really cool, interesting game. And my friend uh, Nora has been, shout to Nora. Export audio has been let's playing uh, Rogue, the original Rogue, which is on Steam. And so, like, anyway, there's just like a bunch of games on Steam. Cool. So, I did Dicey Dungeons is sort of in that, in that like zone for me. It's like, oh, this is something I'd really like to try out. Yeah, I like it. I'm kind of the realization that, like, yeah, if it's a turn based roguelite, I'm very into it. I don't right, like having yeah. to be responsible for combat that's like happening. Yeah. I the thing is I can get into that. Like watching Hades, I was like, I think this is I this is like I do love Hades. Yeah. Everyone loves Hades. But I learned the thing is I it took me (laughs) so much longer to learn Hades than it did to learn Dice Dungeons. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That makes sense, yeah. And like sometimes it's it's like that. Like it took me a long time to learn how to play uh Binding of Isaac. It was like years before I and not like a ton of game time, in game time, like a few hours in game time, but like I would hop in and hop out of it really quick because I found it hard. Oh, yeah, no, I, my first Hades run was on, like, my 55th try on the Switch or something like that. That's not too bad, actually. That's fine. I I mean, I I did it. I I have continued to do it, but... Yeah. The turn-based ones just make more sense in my brain. Yeah, well, I'd be curious to see if you could get into some of those older, because they're, they don't really show it. It's not, like, on the UI, but they're all turn-based, right? Like, if you move... Like, you moving allows the enemies to move, right? And so there's mm-hmm. sort of a... 
like super hot i guess <laughs> or, you know, you're god super hot is happens. the most stressful game i've ever played <laughs> i don't think the thing is it's not like that because it's not real time right and yeah super hot is truly um, super hot should be categorized as a horror game i've never been so scared in my life yeah that makes sense i should play it I never it's played it. really cool but it's very intense yeah um well, have we got have we got any last things to shout out here? Uh, um, well, I gotta do our whole ending rigmarole. So, uh, Grace, do it. Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me at Grace underscore Machine on Twitter. You can find my blog at GraceInTheMachine dot com. Um, and you can find me on UppercutCrit dot com. If you search "Killing Our Gods," you'll find all my columns. Um, I also got some letters coming up for this year's letter stuff. Maybe that'll be out by the time this is up, but check those out. Uh, and I'm also, I'm abroad elsewhere. See other things I'm doing on Twitter.com. Oh yeah, Grace be writing for Paste and all kinds of shit. Yeah, I just wrote a thing about Animal Farm. The game's not good. (laughs) (laughs) Apologies to anyone who worked on it. (laughs) Read, read Read the article. Read the article. Read the article uh, before you add me. Um, all right. Uh, and yeah, so Indie Mixtape is a product of Uppercut, which you can find on Twitter at Uppercut Crit, and our website is uppercutcrit.com or .gay, whichever you feel. Uh, you can mm-hmm. find me on Twitter at ty underscore gnars, and you can find Monty, who is not here this time, uh, at Fried Monty on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, if you want to support Uppercut, you can rate and review this show, any of our other shows. And if you're feeling particularly frisky, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Uppercut Crit. And if you do so at the $7 or above tier, you will get your name shouted out just like these fine people. So big ol' thank you to uh, Quakor, uh, Jordan Ramey, Dale, Adam Manahan, uh, Chris Egerton, Jesse Vitelli, Eric Sapp, Game Crash, Adept 7777, Tyler McCall, Optional Objectives, Michael Diaz Suarez, Kenneth Shepard, Lucas Lyon, Eric Jinn, Eli Berg Moss, Adrian Ayla, Rock Williams, Matthew Flowers, Andrew Sherman, Colton Crow, Sean Martin, Jesse Peterson, Jared Shu, DJ Kento, Cam Conant, Quinton Hoffman, and Mikey Phillips. And that's gonna do it and we will see you all uh well grace will be here but i'll see you guys for the fucking <laughs> goatee pod and hell yeah and yeah read read the letters read read the letters they're right. good they're good all right goodbye <laughs> all right goodbye <laughs>